Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Emily Rose. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Now, if any of you listening may not know about Emily's background, let me just fill that in for you. She is actually a best-selling author and breakup coach. Yes, I said breakup coach. Her deepest desire is to help people hone in on their passion, remove distraction from their mission, and grab life by the horns. She's a hopeless romantic, yet fiercely independent, and she's developed her coaching practice to help you have your cake and eat it too. She'll help you thrive in your personal freedom while honoring your desire for a meaningful partnership. Emily, fill in any blanks there might be in that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Sure. Um, (laughs) Yes, I like the big questions right up front. That's great. (laughs) So, yes, um, uh, I actually I like to think of the term as of a breakup coach as kind of helping people break up with the distractions that keep them from living their dreams. So Mm. sometimes, uh, you know, in in regard to romantic relationship, sometimes uh, when a romantic relationship is coming to an end or needs to be coming to an end, it feels like something that's really weighing one down and it's time to kind of cut that chain and fly free toward your dreams. So um, I actually like working with people who are, uh, who have just left a relationship or, um, or who are just looking to realign with themselves. And I help people envision what it is that they want to do with their lives, uh, remember who they are uh, as an individual at their center and at their core, what they're here for, what their passions and purposes, and, and then go and, and get those dreams in a very strategic way. <laughs> I love it. And I I love what you were saying about breaking up with the things that are in the way. Yes. Because I think that's that's one of those things, especially like you're talking about, as we end a relationship and oftentimes we kind of lost sight of ourselves. And we get a little like you have to re-figure out who you are and where you're headed. And it actually leads me to something that I feel has always been helpful for me is to have a guiding principle. You know, something that was, you know, your mantra, your quote, whatever it is that you come back to when you feel like you're kind of off track regarding partnership. And I'm wondering, what do you you use for that? And and how would you suggest our listeners apply it in their life? Well, um, I like to think of, I I have a quote in my book um, that people have emailed me about as something that's really helped them, um, which I just always love hearing, uh, you know, how um, certain things from my book can apply to people's lives in this one. I, w- I would say uh, is a very popular kind of excerpt from the book, and it's it is a mantra, 
Um, and it has to do with, uh, in the book, I frame it around when you're first meeting someone. Mm -hmm. Um, but really I like to think of it as being useful throughout the entire time you're in partnership and the mantra, um, you know, pick your gender. Um, the mantra is for me, it would be, I let him show me who he is. I let him show me who he is. I let him show me who he is because what we tend to do, especially when we're first getting to know someone is we get to, you know, know one little little tidbit of information. Um, like let's say for example, they say that they're spiritual. We may jump to so many conclusions based around that one word. And in doing so, we actually rob the person from letting them show us who they really are. We stick them in a box. We decide that, uh, okay, well he's spiritual or maybe he's a Mac guy, an Apple guy. And, (laughs) you know, uh, oh great. You know, well that must mean that he also, you know, like this kind of tech or, um, maybe, you know, like he's a little more cutting edge in that way, or, or, uh, if he's spiritual, like maybe he, you know, thinks of, uh, you know, the universe or source or God, you know, the same way I do. And, and we jump to all these conclusions. Um, and oftentimes what we do is we have an ideal, uh, an ideal of, of who we want to be with. And when we're first meeting someone, there is a tendency to, when we're feeling all Twitter pated and excited about this person, there's a tendency to take that person's face and just, smack it right on top of what we think our ideal person is. And so all of a sudden we've taken this, this person that's sitting in front of us, who's their own being, their own entity that we don't actually really know yet. And we've attributed to them all these qualities that we hope that they are that are in uh, that, you know, these little tiny words have indicated that they may be. And so this mantra, I let him show me who he is. I let him show me who he is, or I let her show me who she is um, really gives it, it honors the person as their own individual self. It gives you the space to actually be who you are as well and not, um, and hopefully, you know, that other person is giving, is giving you the space to be yourself. Um, but it does them the honor of, of revealing themselves over time rather than being, you know, victim to a bunch of assumptions on your part. <laughs> I love that mantra. That is so powerful. And you know what it made me think of? You were talking about, you know, how we put our labels or we we hear one word and we go, oh, that must mean this about them. Yeah. Is our zodiac signs. Ah, yes. And I actually had this happen because it used to drive me nuts that people go, oh, what's your sign? I'd be like, Aries. Oh, right. Like they understood me then from one word. Right. And I ask astrologists and they're like, there's no way in the I would never think I knew anything about you if that's all you told me. Wow. Yeah. And so I was sitting there one day and there were five women and somehow we got on this conversation about birthdays and signs. And I said, oh, I'm an Aries. And they all went, oh, <laughs> all of them together. And I said, OK, stop. Tell me what that meant to you. All five of them thought it meant something different. Cool. And they're like, really, really? And they had no idea. I'm like, where did you get this? You're operating from, you know, that person entirely. And you're also thinking you're all in agreement. Totally. That that's who I am. And you were all thinking something different. Yeah, it's really incredible. Um, You know, I mean, that kind of assumption does serve a purpose, uh, you know, when we're figuring out categories of people and schemas in the world um, and trying to relate to our exterior environment. It does, you know, it does serve a purpose. But when it comes to when you want to actually develop an authentic and meaningful relationship with someone, it really does that individual and the potential relationship a disservice to jump to so many conclusions ahead of time. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what I'd love for us to do now, Emily, is dive into something that our listeners have told us they love about the show, which is they love the stories that our guests share. And so what I'd like to ask you to do first is take us to a time in your life when you, know, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and just tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? How did you trip up? And then what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? Mm. Gosh, well, I would say that over the last uh, five years or a little bit more, my uh, my relationship to relationships has changed a lot. So I think, you know, the first thing that came to mind when, when you said this actually happened many years ago at this point, um, actually, I think it was about five or six years ago, um, but it was significant enough to where um, I think it would be a great answer for this question. Um, although, don't get me wrong, I've tripped up many times since then. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was just really profound and really stuck out to me as as a turning point in that relationship. So it was big enough of a trip up that that it really stood out. So um, I was with someone for um, uh, for about five years on and off, and uh, and early on in our relationship, um, he had uh, become very ill. And uh, we, we met in Costa Rica and uh, we were both from the United States. So we met in Costa Rica and we were there for about three months. He was finishing out um, being there for a year and traveling uh, around uh, Central America. And so we, we'd come back to the United States, but he had contracted Giardia when he was down uh, in Central and South America. And um, but he didn't know he didn't know it at the time, like what he had contracted. He just he was just very ill. And um uh, his dad actually had Crohn's disease. And so, uh, he was very, he was also young and he, he just was afraid that it was a uh, kind of Crohn's disease coming on in his life and that he wasn't really going to be able to do anything about it. And so he avoided going to the doctor and, um, and it, it went on for just months and months and months and months and months. And this very fit, big guy kind of became this really shriveled, um, shrivel guy. And I, I watched this person start to just deteriorate in front of me. And, um, and it got to the point where, um, finally, you know, I'd been, I'd been, um, you know, almost to the point of begging him to, to call a doctor, just asking him like, look, you really need to do this, telling, telling me to do this, you know, asking him to, and, um, and he just had a real big block around it. And, um, and it, it, it I, I mean, I went as far as finding, you know, doctors, offices and giving him a phone number and he just wouldn't make the call. And one morning I woke up and his eyes were dark and sunken in his head. And, and I just, I just, I, at that point, I just did it. I had, I felt like I was watching him die in front of me or something. And, and this was actually nine months after he contracted Giardia. I mean, Giardia is usually in and out of someone's system in six weeks when it's treated, because that's such a it's such a, uh, kind of like eat you from the inside out kind of thing. So nine months later, I mean, he was, he was, he was completely, um, it was really intense. And so, so I made the call. Uh, I, I just said, you know what, this is, this is too much. And, um, and so I called the doctor and I made an appointment for him. And the moment I hung up the phone, I knew that I had do, done both of us a huge disservice in him and him as an individual, a big disservice. And, um, I believe that that moment when I made that that choice to do this for him, something shifted in our relationship. Um, I I kind of took on a caretaker role, um, <clears throat> and uh, and and in doing so, I think it um, it set a standard for us to operate in a way that was you know not 
um, constructive through through the remainder of our relationship. And it's not that if, you know, with consciousness and, and things that we couldn't have shifted something like that, but uh, regardless, it did affect kind of the way we operated together in partnership. And, um, and you know, looking back, it was what I learned from the experience is that, you know, I, uh, what I needed to do at that moment instead was leave the relationship, even though I loved him. And even though, you know, um, I, uh, I wanted him to get better, it would have been better for us as a couple to, um, or as individuals for me to have left the relationship and let him take care of himself and stand up on his own and take responsibility for himself and, and not have any attachment to whether or not he actually did that. Anyway, that's what, that's what I believe, um, to give him the chance to, to be his own man. Instead, I swept in and, and, uh, did what needed to be done. So, yeah. So I'm sure everybody's wondering how did, how did he turn out? Did he get better? Uh, yeah. Well, so interestingly mm -hmm. enough, you know, yes, he went to the doctor and, um, uh, and <laughs> it, uh, after a few months of antibiotics not working because it'd been in the system. So for so long, you know, I just, I kind of said, look, all right, look, like what does Giardia eat? Sugar. Okay. 30 days, no sugar, no sugar of any kind, um, like even starchy vegetables, you know, so no, not only no refined sugar, but no fruits, no, no sugar at all. Let's starve these suckers out. And, um, and, uh, he, although he could have uh, honey or pineapple cause the enzymes actually helped to, um, uh, to, to, to kill the Giardia as well. So, so yeah, um, then we starved him out and 30 days later he was fine. <laughs> so, and now he's actually, um, into health and nutrition and he's, he's <laughs> super wonderful. Um, and yeah, he's, uh, he's studied this stuff extensively now and done a lot in his life and he's a personal trainer and helps people with all these things now, which is wow. great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So first of all, I've had Gerardia. I can't imagine having it for nine months. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it was, I mean, it's, it's so debilitating i can't yeah. I, I can like the picture you painted of him going from this you know fit healthy guy to shriveled up is i i know exactly what you're talking about yeah um yeah but just it's, that's blowing my mind that he was you know just going no this is better than finding out i might have crohn's disease but we do we have those fears right absolutely and yeah. you know that's in his mind was more debilitating than whatever he had so that's that's such a great story though because so oftentimes like you said we jump in and we insert ourselves in whatever role and that compromises the other person yeah and i uh one of my guests on the show earlier this month was saying i love this comment she said you know in a partnership your job is keeping your side of the street clean yeah absolutely and they gotta do whatever the heck they want on their side of the street <laughs> I love but that. So often we run over, they go, oh, you missed this. Oh, what about that? Da, 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 da. And we insert ourselves. And Absolutely. that's not really partnership. Totally. I totally agree. And that's what I saw in this, you know, in this dynamic after that occurred, for sure. Yeah. Great, great story. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know we've all done it. Maybe not in that dramatic of a situation. <laughs> we've done it, right? We're human. Yeah. We've done it. Oh, yeah. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. Let's flip this around and I'd love to have you share a story with us of one of your proudest partnership moments. 
maybe it was romantic or family, career, whatever it was, just a time when you think about that time, that partnership you had, and you're just like, wow, that was awesome. I'm so proud of that. Hmm. Can you give me a little bit more? Yeah. A lot of times what I notice for these is it's, it's a time when you think back on a partnership and you can't help yourself. You just start to smile. <laughs> huh. That's really interesting. Um, okay. Well, gosh, I feel like I might be using all my stories right now because I think we've got so many more to go, but, um, uh, you know, I think one of the things also just about my personality in general is I am very forward thinking. I'm very um, future oriented. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I strive to stay in the present moment, but I, I do look forward very, very much. So, and, uh, especially as an entrepreneur, it's just what I, you know, it's what I do. And, um, and so looking back is actually a little difficult for me at times, um, not emotionally, but actually just memory wise, like bringing to mind some of these things. So um, so the example that I'm about to share actually just happened a couple months ago. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm actually single right now. Um, although I'm, uh, I'm talking to someone, I've got someone I'm interested in. Um, but I, but I'm, um, but a couple months ago I, I was, I was dating uh, a person and, um, and so, th so this is in relationship to the proud moment. Um, I was dating a guy and something, something, it was early on, it was like a weekend or so, and something was really off. And, um, I, I had gone over to his house in the evening and, um, and there was, there was something going on and I, I just didn't, I didn't know what it was. And, but I could tell, like, I mean, it was, it was so, something was going on. And so after a little while, um, it wasn't, it, it really, it was very subtle, but it was, I mean, it was almost just energetic. Um, so after, after a while, um, I finally just, I just sat down with him and I said, look, like something feels really wrong here. And I asked him, I, I had suspected it was this one thing. And, um, and I asked him about it and he denied it. And so I said, okay, look, like maybe it's not that thing, but I don't, and I don't know what it is, but I know that it's something, I know something is very wrong here. And so I'm going to leave. And I did. And, you know, we, we, we talked later and things like that, but, um, but that moment for me of following my intuition and, extracting myself from a situation that I knew in my, in my energetic field, in my bones, that was off, um, you know, and, and having someone, uh, pretend like I was, you know, wrong in that, but just going with what I knew to be true, um, and, and exiting a situation that wasn't good. Um, uh, that would, that was a proud moment for me, you know, when all was said and done, um, because it, it turns out he, he was actually lying when he said, uh, that, he, that it wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, I, I was actually correct in what I had thought it was, um, which he admitted to me the next day. Um, but it was just, yeah. So I felt, um, I don't know if I would say proud, but, you know, definitely, um, grateful and, um, to have, to have, uh, abided my intuition to that degree at that moment. Yeah, no, that, I, I would call that proud. I'd be proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you took care of you, even though you couldn't rationalize it in the moment. You're like, something's right. not right. Yeah, exactly. I This doesn't work. I got to pay attention to that, whatever it is, even though I can't explain it. I got to yeah, get out of here. 
And especially in that first bit of a relationship, the first couple weeks of a relationship where there's so much excitement and there's, you know, the PEA is flowing in the mind and, and you feel all, you know, just excited and everything. You want everything to be perfect. Um, that's where we had been. And then to have an experience like this, um, it just, it took a lot of strength because it was like, I still wanted it to be in that space of exciting and everything is good, but I just felt that it was different. And so I felt something was very wrong. And so, um, so yeah, it did did take some strength to just get out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, congratulations for doing that. Thanks. (laughs) Well, let's do this because we've been talking about, you know, some past experiences and let's bring the conversation into present time. Okay. So what would you say is a partnership that, that, is going on right now in your life that you're really excited about? Hmm. Um, well, um, you know, I, like I said, I am interested in someone, but I, I think that actually, like if we're talking actual partnership, um, uh, I wouldn't go with the romantic aspect of things. Um, uh, unless you want me to No, whatever <laughs> shows up for you. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, actually in my business, um, I'm growing my business right now and, um, I'm going to be bringing on my first, my first person. So, um, she's going to be an operations manager, um, of, of my company. And, uh, and so we've been working together for a little while now. Um, but she's actually my best friend from high school. So we've been like best friends, close friends for 20 something years. And she also, um, was my first coaching client and every time I've worked with her, she is absolutely my muse. So like I, I built my first entire coaching, five-month coaching package around her. And my book was written with her in mind. And any email I write to my lists, I imagine I'm speaking to her. And it's just so exciting because um, now she's coming into my business and going to be, you know, a partner in that. And uh, so that's a very exciting partnership. The thing that's happening for me right now. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it really is. It's really exciting because, um, you know, I, I, it's, I've gotten to, you know, help her in different ways through the years. And, um, uh, now she's helping me in these ways and it, there's, there's, it's actually a really big point of inspiration for me in my business uh, is to, give to her to like get her in a place, um, you know, financially and everything that to be able to provide from my business, a really great life for her too. It's a really big point of inspiration for me. So it's exciting. Excellent. No, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Emily, we've actually arrived at a part of the show I call bring it all home. And this is where we're going to step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you to provide some some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can, you know, apply these directly in their lives. And where I want to start is what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received? Huh, such a big question. Best relationship advice I'd ever received. Um, you know, I guess one something that sticks out for me because I've received a lot of relationship advice and I've been seeking a lot of relationship advice over the years. Um, so I would say that the, um, other than, you know, (laughs) the advice that I would give of making sure you're emotionally available before actually seeking partnership and making sure you're hooking up with someone who's emotionally available as well. if that's what you're looking for. Um, other than that, you know, very, very basic piece. 
one time my grandpa, um, who recently passed away, my grandpa told me, um, he'd been, he's been with my, um, uh, Margaret, who is, uh, she was my, she's, I, she's kind of like, she's not actually, she didn't even take the role of stepmom to my mom and her sisters or anything like that, but she's been around since my mom was like a little girl. Um, so I don't really call her grandma. I call her Margaret, but my grandpa and Margaret had been together for, uh, I don't know how many years, you know, 30, 40, something like that years. Um, and they actually never got married and they didn't get married until, um, just like in the early two thousands, which was really funny. And they didn't actually tell anybody they got married, um, <laughs> until like a year later. It was, it was, it was very entertaining, but, um, he told me one day, he said, if you're going to do a romantic relationship, you know, if you're going to have like a marriage or a long-term partnership, make sure you never go to bed angry at that person. So we talked about it a little more and, um, that's, but that's the sentiment. Just never, never go to bed upset. And I just really love that. And it's, and I've practiced it and I've noticed a difference of when in a relationship we kind of agree to that and when in a relationship that doesn't take place, um, there's a big difference for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and sometimes if you're really going to follow through on that, you may be up till three or four in the morning, <laughs> but right. it's worth it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Or even if, um, you know, sometimes I like to do a thing that I, I, sometimes I tell people to take whatever's going on for them and put, put it in their back pocket. So this is different than like advising them someone to like shove something down inside themselves. That's absolutely not what I'm saying, but put it in your back pocket, which means you can take it out later, um, at an appointed time. So sometimes if you're really upset, um, you know, if you like one of the things that I like to, to do and to, um, have others do is, uh, to have a weekly sacred conversation time. And that time is, um, available for, um, for the couple to sit down in sort of in a sacred space that they replicate every time they sit down. So whether that's laying out like a blanket, um, to sit on or just creating some sacred space around them, maybe they have little, you know, charms they want to bring in or whatever, but then, um, having a practice of, um, of, telling each other first, you know, starting off the conversation with really positive things about each other. They take turns telling each other, you know, what they love about each other and then, and then opening the space for conversation around, um, some of the things that were stressful during the week in, in their partner, things that they want change around or, um, you know, having kind of the more difficult conversation there. So, um, so sometimes I think it's great to, if you're in the middle of your week and instead of just, you know, destroying a lovely evening at home because of one little nitpick thing, you know, take that thing, put it in your back pocket and pull it out during your sacred conversation at the end of the week, um, where there's a safe space to have that. And, you know, and if it's trivial, it will likely go away. If it's big, it will come up. And so you could say, use that same kind of technique for when you're going to bed at night. You know, if, if you do have something that has been, you know, kind of, um, tumultuous or hard for you to handle, um, and, I would advise, you know, taking that emotion, putting it in your back pocket and then connecting with the partner, um, with your partner, you know, uh, in a loving way, regardless of this thing that you'll have a conversation about later. So at least you're going to bed, you know, at, in a peaceful place with this person, unless it absolutely needs to be dealt with before sleep, then yeah, you may be up all night. <laughs> great. No, that's, yeah. that's great. I love that. 
So you've mentioned a couple times about your book, and what I'd like you to do is one, just tell us the name of your book and <laughs> and what it's about, and then also what's another resource, or maybe it's another book, that you would recommend for our listeners around partnership. Sure, absolutely. Um, my book is Break Your Bad Love Habits. Um, so it's five steps to free yourself from heartbreak and transform your relationships forever. Uh, again, it's Break Your Bad Love Habits, and you can find that on Amazon, or you can find it on my website at emilyrosecoaching.com. Um, and that's a fun one. It comes with, um, a complimentary audible or audio, audiobook and work workbook that goes along with it. So you can get an MP3 download of the audiobook as well as, um, as well as a, uh, a workbook that, that goes with it for free. If you purchase the, you know, a Kindle or paperback version on Amazon. So again, that's break your bad love habits. And, um, and then as far as other resources, I would say there's two books that, um, I'm particularly fond of, uh, around relationship. Uh, one of them is, uh, the good old communication relationship book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, which I'm sure you get recommended on your show a lot because it's an awesome book, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. So I totally recommend that one. It's such a great tool for communication. Um, and now that I think of it, actually, um, nonviolent communication, that book as well, isn't directed specifically toward romantic relationships, but it's an incredible communication tool and, and book, uh, nonviolent communication. Um, but another one that I'm not sure if your audience has ever heard um, of, which is absolutely one of my favorite books um, of 2016, actually, maybe 2015, now that I think about it, but um, it's called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. And it's the, it's the difference between male and female sexuality, sexual drive, sexual desire. And so um, whereas prior studies around sexuality um, have been primarily um, done through kind of traditional um, psychological research with, you know, either people filling out uh, self-evaluative forms or sitting with a, an interviewer, um, you know, people aren't going to say the really weird stuff that goes through their mind when they're talking to another person or filling out a form in front of other people. So what this book has done is um, it actually um, like scraped the internet for like data um, and got a bunch of porn searches. <laughs> so um, so it's, it's like the hardcore look at <laughs> the difference between male and female sexuality. And it's about pornography and it's a fascinating, fascinating read. <laughs> well, you're correct. That has not been recommended before. <laughs> but that's good. That's we want to bring people new information. So awesome. I love all those recommendations. And yes. I, it sounds like you've covered the spectrum going from John Gray to this billion wicked yeah, thoughts. Wicked thoughts so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I mean, because I don't know, like sex. I mean, it's just so important <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah no it's it's vital and, and it's one of those things like you said people don't always bring up their real thoughts about things and so if right. there's a way we can get you know even if it's something that makes people own up to it for themselves and go oh yeah i do that too oh yeah i do that too that's valuable oh. So oh, yeah, yeah, no, excellent, excellent recommendation. And, and it really helps you understand the the opposite gender as well cool. um, better. So, um, and it also looks at um, gay and lesbian um, oh, wow. as well, and and the and you know, the assumptions around um, around the, uh, like what their sexuality might more identify with um, according to kind of the uh, physiology of things. So it's it's a really really great it's a great book. Um, 
yeah, so I'll oh, look at that. Great. Thank you for recommending it. Yeah. And you mentioned your website where we can get your book. Are there other ways that you like to be contacted by, by you know, our audience? Is it, do you have social media sites or places they can contact you there? Um, I, yep, I'm on all the social channels. Um, I, you just find Emily Rose Coaching on all the social channels. Um, uh, I guess Twitter is actually Emily Rose Coach because coaching was just a little too long. Uh, but actually, I, you know, contacting me through my website is best. And um, I do actually, uh, I will hop on a 30-minute call with people to talk about um, what they're working with in relationship or if they're getting out of relationship specifically and, you know, looking to reorient their, their lives in the direction of, of their dreams. Um, I have a 30 minute power call that's, uh, able to be scheduled through my website as well. So if we just wanted to speak directly, that would be uh, one way to do it. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, Emily, uh, I really love your stories and your insights. They've been incredible. And I know everybody listening to this, myself included, definitely has learned a lot. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.